0: Welcome to this episode of Show Your Scars with Jordan Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. We may not choose for this to happen to us, but we appreciate who we've become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Hey everybody, welcome to month two of Show Your Scars. I can't believe February has and Gone, and I hope you're really enjoying the podcast and the interviews that I've had with some really great athletes, people, and um, overcomers, really. So I um, would love to hear from you. Make sure you email me, info at the ACL or even write a review in the iTunes or SoundCloud and let us know who you want us to interview next, because I think we're i excited to help you guys and talk to who you want us to talk to. This week, I'm really excited about the guest because she's a player that I've been watching play for a long time and someone that I've really been interested in because talk about overcomer. This girl has overcome a lot. Uh, Casey Short is a professional soccer player from Chicago, Illinois. And you'll hear that right away when we talk to her. She has, she's got a little bit of an accent, um, but has grew up in Chicago area, went to school at Florida State, and now is playing in the pro league here in NWSL. But we talk about her journey to where she is right now and how it's kind of gone up and down and not exactly how she wanted it to go. She talks about a letter that she received after her second ACL injury that she still looks at to this day. How she went from rock bottom and changed her outlook and how she used her alarm to remind her and help her through her recovery. So many good things talking to Casey Short and I really hope that you guys enjoy this interview as much as I did. Thanks for joining us, Casey. I'm so excited to talk to you and hear a little bit more about your story. So, uh, where are you right now?
1: I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, I'm back home in Chicago. Oh, and when you said that, you can really tell your your accent came. Oh out. my gosh, <laughs> <I've been lost. laughs> that is so funny because it wasn't like that. We were just talking for a minute or two before that, and you say <gasps> Chicago, and it's like you, uh, you dip right back, back into that, right? It never goes away. Um, never. So Chicago, first off, I want to talk a little bit about you coming back to NWSL and getting to play for your hometown team. How cool is that?
1: Oh, it's it's definitely been a dream come true. I didn't expect the journey to be as long as it was, mm-hmm. but that um, just makes it so much better and um, so much more special um, now that I'm here. Yeah. So I'm
0: pretty thankful to be here. Yeah. Gosh, and you're popular. Look at you can text. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Totally fine. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Um, it just shows that you're a real person with people that want to talk to you. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's talk. Let's just get into your story and kind of um, how you joined the ACL club and what your journey was like. Because I know it was a, a pretty tough and and long journey there for you.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been a long journey. Um, so my first one happened my senior year of college at FSU. Um, it was in a preseason game, and it was contact, and I just got hit. and It was awkward, and um, I definitely knew right away. Isn't it weird my... how we
0: know right away? <laughs> It's so yeah. weird.
1: Like, I I knew it was messed up. And then on top of that, like my kneecap dislocated as well. So like I it was, yeah. it was kind of crazy. But was there uh,
0: extra damage with that because your kneecap dislocated or
1: um no, it was actually just ACL MCL. Okay. Okay. And I just had to like pop it back in on the field. Mm,
0: but that doesn't look good when you looked down and see your knee like no. that. No, I didn't even look at
1: it. I couldn't yeah. even look at it.
0: Were you were you freaking out or were were you pretty calm and just like
1: Something's wrong.
0: Um, I
1: knew something was wrong right away, but um they came out to me pretty quickly and Kelsey Weiss was actually there and yeah. she like made me laugh during it, so that definitely helped. Yeah.
0: <laughs> distract me from everything going on. Right. Maybe you're paying her back right now too, as she's recovering <laughs> from her ACL, making her laugh a few times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was your senior year. Did you um red shirt that season and then get a fifth year? Yeah.
1: So I ended up redshirting that season and it was early on in the season. So Mm I had a long time to recover and come back and have a redshirt senior year.
0: Yeah. How was the mental side of that recovery, you know, going into your senior year, thinking you're going to finish the season with the team, you know, the group that you came in with those girls that you become so close with. I know for me, that was a really challenging thing to know that that was not going to be my way out, you know, with those same girls.
1: Yeah, that was definitely difficult because you have this plan going in, like this is my senior year, I want this to get ready, you know, mm-hmm. for post-college. Um, and obviously, like the team is a big part of your life. And then that happened and, you know, you are you spend your time in rehab and you don't get as much time with the team either. So that's another difficult part of it. Um, but they everyone was there for me and was amazing throughout the process. So mm-hmm. thankful for that.
0: What Do you remember some of the things that you did um... – to help you through? Like mentally, what would you listen to certain music? Would you um read certain quotes that you know, even thinking of them today pop you back into that mindset where like you find inspiration or you find belief in yourself again? For that first one, I think I don't want to say it was like easier than the second and third time, but
1: it was it was definitely a different journey the first time cuz I was young and, you know, it's so much time ahead of me, you know. Yeah. Um, but like the second and third one, I definitely needed more motivation. Um I think a couple of things helped get me through that. There was there's a quote, uh our, our greatest glory is not in never falling but in rising every time we fall. And that just really spoke to me and was something I always, you know, looked at every day. And then um something else that helped me as well after my second one. Um I was actually overseas in Lamanga when it happened, and um, April Heinrichs was there. She probably has no idea about this, but like she, she was so positive and really helped me through that. And mm-hmm. uh, we actually exchanged emails after the trip, and her email probably meant so little to her, but it was it meant a lot to me and was just so inspiring and encouraging. And so I actually printed out the email and put it on like my little corkboard and like read it every single day <laughs> to amazing. give me. So motivation. So
0: that is so amazing. It's cool <laughs> to think like um, you know, we do rely on our support team, whoever it may be. You know, it could be a random person who sees you at the gym and like says something to you, and you're like, you know what, you're right. Like you never know where that's gonna come from. Exactly. And, and there's you- so
1: many moments like that it's right. Fun.
0: But that's that's really cool that a a person like April Heinrichs, you know, someone that we have known for a lot of our, oh, as I'm getting a phone call, <laughs> um, you know, a person that we have known from for a lot of our soccer career and looked up to as a national team coach and a player on the national team. And, you know, she yep. has done so much for soccer and for her to inspire you. Do you remember something that the, the note said that you can share with us?
1: is it right just, in front of you
0: it's actually right in front of me that's amazing can you show yeah. us can you is your computer like is it a laptop or yeah 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 take it down here I
1: can pull it down off my corkboard.
0: I love that. I feel. I feel like
1: such a dork but here it is here's the email oh that gosh. I still have <laughs> um but she just you know told me to attack my rehab attack my recovery with all I have play love the game enjoy it for all the right reasons and she's sure I'll be back in top form. So that, it just meant everything to me.
0: That is remarkable. So you mentioned a little bit, you know, it's a three ACLs. So your first one in college was what knee?
1: Uh, my first one was my left knee. And then my second one was my right knee. And then I had to get a second surgery on that one to fix it. And I was on my right knee as well.
0: Okay. Um, so those, so you finish your, your senior year in college. What's the trajectory of that? Like, then you go play. What, the, what is the year? What's the status of the leagues and, and your status? You know, were you even ready to play professionally or kind of? So after my, my red shirt senior year,
1: um, yeah, that was 2012. Well, <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. That was 2012. And then and yeah, there was no league. The NWSL just started the next year. The next year, right. Um, So, yeah, so I was like, I didn't really know what to expect going into January 2013. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm coming off an injury. So I know, you know, that's not exactly <laughs> the greatest thing. Um, And I, but I did feel like myself again. And I was, you know, kind of getting more confidence. And then I got called in with the 23s. And, went into camp with them and I I got drafted by Boston. So I was kind of like on top of the world again, Mm -hmm. you know, like things were great. Um, And then unfortunately we played Norway and another contact uh, ACL, MCL injury.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. On your opposite knee.
1: On my opposite knee. Yeah.
0: Um, And this was, so you played your full season in college and then this was just the next trip after in Spain. yeah, so I played the full season,
1: and then January, drafted, February, we went to the La Manga tournament, yep.
0: So what is your heart feeling at that moment?
1: <laughs> I didn't really know what to do, honestly. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, mentally, I was just <laughs> feeling so sorry for myself, and um, just kind of saying, why me? Why is this happening to me? Um why do I have to go through this again? <laughs> but uh, – um, and then emotionally, I think I was just uh, – soccer was just, like, my entire identity. So I I didn't really know what else to do, like, when that was taken away from me.
0: Right, right. Um, and right away, did you get surgery right away? Did you take time? Wh- how, what was the immediate – because, you know, I, I feel like um, – <clears throat> And I don't know, because now you're with the national team. I don't know how that works in college. You know, you go to your surgeon in college. Here, it might be a little different. Did you take your time and try to find a surgeon that you really liked and trusted?
1: Yeah, so I ended up going back to Florida State and having the same surgeon, um, Dr. Thompson, do my other knee, um, because I I trusted him, Mm -hmm. um, happy with the results, all that. And the Florida State sports medicine staff is you know, the best. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely wanted to go back there to the people I trust.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, you continue to work your butt off and when did surgery number three need to happen?
1: So I pretty much rehabbed all the way, like did the entire rehab for that knee. Uh-huh. And then, um, but throughout the process, like later on, as I was back up on the field, things didn't really feel right. And, uh, I, they had them do, you know, the tests, the Lachman's test, and mm-hmm. they kept saying, "No, oh, like you're strong, you're good, you're good," but just didn't feel right. And um, eventually, one day in practice, I took a step, and it was my MCL that went. Um, but I didn't know the status of my ACL at that point. But I just knew something didn't really feel right. Your gut was telling you that. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, your you know your body, you know when something's not right. So, um, so I had to get another MRI. And uh, they weren't exactly sure what was going on because there was a lot of swelling and all that. Um, So they had to like basically go in and be prepared to do my MCL or my ACL or just, you know, just all scenarios. So I went into surgery, woke up and found out they had to do everything, my MCL as well as my ACL. And I think that was probably the point where I like hit rock bottom, and I was like hysterically crying <laughs> as soon as I woke up,
0: <laughs> yeah. and found out. So that was that was a pretty tough time. Yeah, I mean, you feel like you do everything right. I mean, I'm going through this with a girl right now that I coach club soccer with. I actually, just found out today. She fourth game back, got in a tackle with a goalkeeper. Fourth game back from a right ACL, gotten wow. you know was going in hard to to help her team win. Got hit by the goalkeeper, tore her left face, y'all. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And man. you know, like you, I that hurts us. Like it hurts me hearing this. Like yeah, that that's that hurts what my you heart. had to go to through, and now this this girl. And um, you know what 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 could you say to her? Like she's she's there's so many people who are going through that right now and feeling like you know I did everything right. Like you're probably woke up right then thinking like I did everything right. Why is this happening? Like, what got you from that feeling to, like, I'm capable of amazing things and I can get through this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so easy. We're all human to just feel like, hey, why am I going through this? Why do I have to go through this again, especially if you've already been through it once? But, I mean, the biggest thing for me was changing my outlook. I know it's it's tough to do because I definitely felt sorry for myself, but... I mean, once you change your outlook to, hey, this, this can be a blessing in disguise. You know, this is all part of God's plan for me. I mean, that's when everything changed for me. I saw rehab as something that can make me stronger. Like, rehab is time that I can work on other parts of my game as opposed to something I have to go through. Mm. Um, but I definitely went through a period of feeling sorry for myself.
0: Do you think those emotions are important? Because I do. I mean, personally, I think, like, if I didn't allow myself to feel those things when they came up, if I was like, no, I'm tough. I'm an athlete. I don't think that I don't feel that I'm strong. I will get through this. I'll work harder. Like for me, that seems like that doesn't help, you know, cause then you're just masking those emotions. Do you think in some ways allowing yourself to feel that really helped you get to the point where you could change your outlook?
1: Yeah, I definitely think you have to go through that, that tough period and that's when you realize how strong you are, your true mm-hmm. strength. And I think that's so important for the recovery process. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you remember in your, you know, let's, let's just keep it with the, the last, the last one. Cause that's probably, it was probably the most difficult just mentally and potentially physically too, you know, now having a few surgeries on, on your knees. Do you remember a moment where you were like, I like, I'm, I see the light. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I can get there?
1: I For me, I don't think there was a specific moment. I think it was just like the little things um, in my rehab. Like I'm so competitive. So every day I would just try and beat something I did the previous day. And that's what would keep me going. It was almost like a game for me, which is <laughs> kind of funny. But like so even like early on in the process when you get your flexion measured mm-hmm. in your knee and you have to get, you know, so many degrees. Well, the next day I was like, all right, I'm going to beat the neck. I'm going to beat that. I'm going to get that, you know, even if it's just one degree, it was just. That's what kept me going. I would bite literally to like beat whatever I did the day before just so that I was moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I always like told myself, like, you're one day closer. <laughs> I would even have it like on my alarms <laughs> in the morning. I would literally put one day closer. So <laughs> it me. Casey, I love
0: that. <laughs> I, I asked so many people about like the mental side of it, you know, what are you reading that helped you? What is your affirmations that you're telling yourself or your visual- visualization? But I mean, to have that on your phone, that's such a good idea for people. And, and yeah. that probably you woke up every day thinking, I am. Like, I'm one day closer.
1: It instantly changed my perspective when I woke up in the morning, definitely.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Um, do you think that this process taught you something as a human? And if so, what, is, what are those traits that were kind of instilled in you?
1: um I guess just just going back to that quote that our greatest glory is not never falling but rising every time we fall I think my biggest takeaway from the process was was just on my outlook um when dealing with adversity yeah. I mean again I just I used to let such irrelevant things get me down and think why me like poor me whatever but after going through all this I mean, when something negative comes up or I'm facing some sort of obstacle, I'm like, okay,
0: cool. What's the game plan? How do we move forward? Let's go. Just, it's changed me for sure. <laughs> yeah. You, you've flipped a switch, a light switch in your brain that's like, okay, let's deal with it. You're like, I'll, I can deal with it. I can do this. Exactly. Um, if you could tell yourself one thing, um, go back and tell yourself one thing before this all started, what would that be?
1: Um, I think the path to your dreams looks nothing like you would imagine it would be, but as long as you're willing to, um, put in the work and to continue moving forward, you're going to get there. And patience is key. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. another thing
0: I learned is patience. It is. It's such a hard way to learn patience, I think, but, it um, is. it's something I am so thankful for that I, you know, like you just said, I think it's something that, you have to learn in this and you were talking about beating yourself in that competitive stuff that competitive edge that you had but were you allowing yourself to rest like what was your rest routine through this like did you have a day off a week or cuz that's a, that's so important right as you're rehabbing and demanding so much of your body or even going through surgery and your body is like i have to heal Right.
1: It's, it's so easy to like try and get ahead of yourself and try and rush things. And, but like, that's another key thing with rehab is you have to know your limits so that you don't have, you know, another injury, another setback. And that's something else you learned as you go through the process.
0: A little key to your patience there. <laughs> Maybe today, did your parents have to tell you to take a day off? Cause my parents did
1: did they really my uh yeah my PT guy my PT would, would. would have to pull the reins back a yeah i <laughs> be
0: like mom I, I think I need to rest but like I should probably go ride the bike and she's like Jordan you are sitting on that couch and you're just resting today and I'm like I okay, need to mom. settle down <laughs> <laughs> okay but it's important you know like that's the team that we surround ourselves with and they have to you have to trust those people and have good communication with those people and um, it sounds like you had a really good group of people around you to help you through the process.
1: Oh, definitely. I had such such an amazing social support system between my family and my friends. Um, the FSU sports medicine staff was instrumental in my recovery. Robin Gibson, Jerry Latimer, they're, they were, they've been amazing for me and yeah. really helped me through
0: this. Yeah, I've yeah. heard great things about them from other friends and, and teammates that went to FSU, so... They're the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about, you know, your path. It, it doesn't look like you want it to, but you picked a good school, and even though things didn't go maybe the way you exactly <laughs> planned, because you picked that school, you were able to, you know, receive such good treatment. And then so, so you have your third yeah. injury, and then then what happens? You go play, you recover, and this is when your dreams really start to come yeah. true. <laughs> slowly <laughs> yeah slowly but surely. Slowly, but um, it was
1: not. the longest recovery but um, how long was it I couldn't even tell you at least a year at least yeah. before before I started feeling like myself again probably a year and a half at least my
0: last one was three years
1: wow holy cow what happened three years
0: I tore my ACL three times but just my left knee oh, so my I God. bone grafted I I uh, did ACL. Then I had to get a cleanup a year later. Um, then the league was back, and I got I got drafted randomly. So that was uh, two years, and then the third year I was to finally like, okay, maybe I can do this. It was wild. Oh that but is, it is it's such... long. I mean, even a year is long, but necessary, I think, a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, it's tough to wait that long, but definitely necessary to mm-hmm. make sure everything's strong again, and mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So you take your year and you're finally oh. getting back and are you then you go play abroad?
1: Yeah, so I didn't expect that either. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was working as like a leasing agent in Tallahassee. Okay. <laughs> and then I got a text from my agent saying, "Hey, would you be interested in playing in Norway?" And I was like, "Uh, I I don't know, probably not, you know. But like the more I heard about it, um the more I was like, okay, maybe I should actually um, let try this out you know he was saying um, this is one of the best coaches in Europe um, national team players from all over the world um, Champions League so you know I was like okay you're like ding ding, ding. I, now you've got me <laughs>
0: interested.
1: <laughs> um, the more I found out the more I was like all right I can't pass this up mm-hmm. and looking back on it it was again exactly where I was meant to be mm-hmm. um, I grew so much as a person on and off the field I couldn't ask for better teammates over there and um the w- people who supported the club were just so wonderful everything my experience was just so great there
0: how's your Norwegian <laughs>
1: <laughs> not as good as it should be honestly we had we had girls from all over the world
0: yeah so on the team English
1: and, yeah so we all spoke English and I probably learned more Portuguese than I did A Norwegian yeah um, um.
0: So So how long did you play in Norway?
1: Just one season. So I was there from February to the end of November.
0: Talk about, so when you had an agent, obviously, so you knew that you still wanted to play. Did you believe, did you doubt, what was your feeling like about who, like where you could actually get still?
1: Yeah, I knew it was probably going to be tough. um, Given my injury history um, and, didn't really get, you know, the right opportunity here in the states, so that was definitely discouraging. But um, my agent definitely helped me out with that and found this opportunity for me that ended up being, you know, an opportunity of a lifetime for me and exactly what I needed. But I was definitely starting to get a bit discouraged because I was like, all right, I'm ready to play. I want to play here.
0: Yeah, I want to play in the states. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really cool that you got to continue your career and. You know, and really develop, like not even continue your career, like accelerate your career um, by learning from so many different people by playing abroad. And then so you play a season there and you decide, I I want to come back, I your agent. And you talked and it was like, how do I get back to NWSL? Yeah. So
1: the goal was always to um, I always wanted to still play for the national team. And that was always in the back of my mind. That's was like, what oh, I
0: wanted to hear. I wanted to hear <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> I always thought that's about that's their
0: dream, right? That's their dream. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Even after like my third surgery, I was like, "All right, what what step do I need to take so that I can have an opportunity the yeah. national team?" <laughs> so, yeah, um, but I knew that you know I needed to come back and play in the NWSL if I you know wanted if I wanted to play against you know the best competition and um, had to measure myself obviously against these girls. And I, so I knew that was the next step I needed to take. Um, and Chicago picked up my discovery rights. So that opportunity came and <laughs> I haven't looked back. Yeah. yeah.
0: What did your family say when that happened? Was
1: uh, that, like <laughs> they were like
0: crying. They're so happy to, to oh. have me close by
1: finally. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it was tough uh, being gone for so long, but
0: that is um, so cool. I mean, I, just in for me, I can only imagine playing in front of my friends and family every week. Like, what, what a cool experience. And, um, you know, after all you've been through, it's cool that they get to now celebrate with you every day, every game, you know, uh, tell you you did a good job, even when you didn't, because that's what parents are for. But you did. You did a great job. You had a phenomenal season in NWSL. Which then led you to what Casey <laughs> tell us tell everybody
1: an opportunity for my dream
0: an <laughs> opportunity for your dreams to come true. You get called up. Do you remember where you were sitting when you get the call from? Did Jill call you
1: uh no um tim okay. Tim Ryder texted me and said, "Hey, this is Tim, the g m for the national team, give me a call and i was I almost fell out of my chair I was so happy, um <laughs> uh, but we were. In D.C., actually, for the uh, playoff game. So my mind was, like, laser-focused on that, and then I get that text. Um, So then I called him back and was just, like, literally at a loss for words, kind of. (laughs) But thanked him, immediately called my dad, and, you know, had that emotional moment with him. Mm -hmm. But then immediately had to, like, focus back on on the game. (laughs) So it was tough. I feel like I didn't really enjoy the moment until, like, after the game when I got home. But definitely... Definitely
0: enjoyed that. Gosh, I got so excited about your dream that I forgot to ask you about. Um, I always like to ask about this area of, so when you get back to playing and you're in Norway and you're playing again, do you remember your first game back? Do you remember what it felt like to be back on the field? Like You, you kind of smiled right there. <laughs> I think it, it makes us all smile when we think about that game.
1: Yeah, I definitely remember my first game back. It was, um, It was a preseason game. Um, so I was, I was so nervous, didn't really know what to expect. I hadn't really played soccer in a while.
0: Nervous (laughs) about your, how you were going to perform or just your body physically, your knee, all of the things all of that. And yeah. I
1: just, I'm in a new place. I'm yeah. like, I don't know how good these girls are going to be, how it's going to be. you know. But I think my coach could see how nervous I was on my face. I and mean, he said a few encouraging words to me and mm-hmm. so did a few of my teammates. So that definitely helped get my mm-hmm. mind right.
0: <laughs> did you, did it take a few games to like start to feel like, all right, that's what Casey would normally do, or that's, you know, now I can get to that ball when I'm defending, and I wasn't able to get to that a month ago, you know, like when your body and your mind are not quite in sync, did it take a while for that to all kind of click? Yeah, def- definitely. It definitely took um,
1: maybe half of my time while I was there before I was like, okay, now I'm starting to feel like myself again mm-hmm. um, and get that fitness back and get that strength back and the confidence to you know, really going for tackles and
0: all that. Um, it it took time, but. I think that's such an important thing to tell people because I think we expect being cleared to be like, okay, I'm right. cleared. Like, why is everything not working? Or why do I feel still like a baby giraffe? Because, <laughs> exactly. you, you know, you're. Exactly how you feel. You like feel like a baby giraffe. Um, so I think that's really good for people to hear that. It took you, you know, a half season, a half half your time there and as you still kind of worked through those things thanks for rewinding let's fast fast back forward um I just talk talk about now your experience with the national team and um maybe that first game that you went in and you got your name on the jersey and your number was up on the board and you got did you start or did you come in as a sub I started that game oh hey (laughs) So you got to be out there for the national anthem. Let's talk oh. about that moment. Oh, your heart on your chest, your hand on your heart. Was your heart just like beating oh, yeah, out of it your chest? Almost came out
1: of my chest. I I got emotional. I was trying not to show it during the
0: national anthem, but oh.
1: yeah, it took me a while to settle down um, after what do that. You think those
0: emotions were like,
1: yeah, there's no feeling like that. Wearing the U.S. jersey, hearing the national anthem. Like no matter what game it is, there's no feeling like that in I, I got emotional.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You think it's also, um, a little bit of like, look, you know, look at what we did. Look at what we did. We got here. You and everyone that's helped you through this process. Like I'm here. It definitely is a feeling of
1: that. Um, but also like, okay, now let's stay here. Hopefully.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which you have, you've done a really good job. Um, I've loved watching you play. I think I tweeted out the first time you played, like, my new favorite player, because I'm just so <laughs> proud. I'm so proud of all you've overcome and kind of your ability to – it's cool hearing you talk and hearing how you said you had to have that mind shift. Like, I can't imagine you being that person who is like, woe is me, because you, you seem like you're so, like, I can do anything.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad. And I owe it to the process. That's It's definitely changed my outlook. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, okay, I want to talk about you just like, I saw that you studied criminology at Florida State.
1: I did. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: So if you weren't a pro soccer player, what would you be? <laughs>
1: well, I did... Um, I went to grad school and did sport management with the intent of becoming a sports agent. Okay. So I was going to combine like the two, okay. um, but that's no longer the path I see for myself.
0: <laughs> not even in the future, not even after post-soccer career? We could uh, use some powerful some powerful agents, girl. You could help a lot of people in the future. I, I mean, we'll talk in 10 years. Yeah,
1: we'll yeah, talk in 10 years. We'll <laughs> see. Who knows? I had this whole path or this whole... Uh, Timeline and vision for myself and things change. So who knows what oh,
0: that's great. And you can just go with the flow and be like, what, you know. Exactly. Um, that's so amazing. And what do you want, if if you met someone tomorrow that's just going through the, the ACL process or um, do you have a trick or a hack or something that you learned um, that you were like, oh, this really helped me during this process, like you should do this part of the process, you should do this.
1: I don't have any hacks, really. I just think the the daily reminders really go a long way. Yeah. Like it's something as simple as the thing with my alarm like that, I guess, could be a hack. I don't know. Yeah, that is a but hack. That's a that's hack what... to me. You, you blew my <laughs>
0: mind with that. I was like, oh, that's so smart. I would highly recommend that. Right. Um, okay. So now let's do something fun. I started this with Allie Krieger last week. Um, so I'm going to do a little rapid fire and you just have to say something as quickly as it comes to your mind. I'm nervous. Allie wasn't very good. She took her time. We really like had to talk through a couple things, which is fine. If you don't have an answer, just say something, whatever. I might need some help as well. (laughs) It's fine. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. okay. Uh, Favorite food? Ice cream, definitely. Favorite favorite color?
1: Pink. Favorite athlete? Pink. Wow. Peyton Manning. Oh, yes. You can appreciate that
0: one, right? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Messi or Ronaldo. Oh, I can't I can't do that one. That one's too tough. I only I love... saw the first half of uh, the Barca game today, but it didn't I look good. I saw that scoreline. Yikes. I didn't see the final scoreline, but it was 2-0 to zero at half. Oh, my gosh. Was it
1: worse was than it... that? It was like
0: 4-0. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay, favorite song right now?
1: Favorite song right now? Oh, my gosh. I. That's too hard. I, I listen to too many genres of music, I feel like.
0: Okay. What's the last song you listened to in your car?
1: Um... I'm so bad at this. Uh, the weekend. Okay. Uh, what is it? Uh, six feet under by the week. Okay. What's
0: your favorite book?
1: My favorite book, um, Quiet by Susan Cain, I believe. Yeah.
0: I'll have to look into that. Do you have tattoos?
1: I've got six of them. Oh, what's all your favorite over. one? My favorite one. That's I love the really the
0: big... oh. my cross behind. Um, oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, favorite comeback athlete, like someone who's overcome whatever, injury, illness. Oh, jeez.
1: Oh, that's a tough one.
0: I know. Am I, uh, Think about it. Am I? Think about yeah. it and come back. Um, early riser or night owl?
1: Oh, my gosh. I am not a morning person at all.
0: <laughs> uh, Definitely a night owl. Okay, favorite emoji. <laughs> like,
1: you know, the monkey that's like – Shy. Yes,
0: I, love those, <laughs> I love those monkeys. Um, Did you? Who did you last dream of? Like, can you remember your last dream where someone was in it? I can't remember
1: my dreams. I haven't remembered a dream in a while. Ali, so Um
0: I remember my dreams. Weird things happen. Do you um, really? Yeah. Do you write them down? <laughs> no, but I should because then you I should. forget them. I know. Um, If you had a superpower, what would you choose?
1: Um. Jeez. I guess to like. Be able to like transport into like different times. Ooh,
0: good one. Who's your best friend?
1: <laughs> my best friend is Katie
0: Balinski. Shout out to Kbo. Oh, hey Kabo. Hi Kobo
1: Um favorite teammate ever. That's another tough one. I can't I know it's narrow it down, down <laughs> to one. Oh, so what's tough. your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve. Oh my gosh. Uh when people are overly arrogant, I guess.
0: Oh, <laughs> I feel you on that. Um, <laughs> if you left for vacation right now, where would you go- choose to go?
1: Um, no, I've always wanted to go to Italy, so let's go with Italy. Love it. <laughs> uh,
0: do you have a favorite alternative workout that's not your sport?
1: Mm. Um, I love to play volleyball. I don't get to do it very much, but like beach volleyball is... <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, you and Allie Krieger, you guys need to talk about that next time. You is that can't, is that what she answered? She freaking said the same thing. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. Favorite comeback athlete? I still don't have one. Oh my Derek gosh, Rose. I mean, you're from Chicago. Yeah, let's go, D Rose. Yeah, right? I mean, even though he left, we can yeah. still give him some love. I'm I'm trying to get him on the podcast at some point. Um Because awesome. man, man, what a story. He's he's like you and yeah. me. We just we keep going and going and going. Um, <laughs> Well, Casey, I'm, like, so happy. I finally – I mean, we've been talking for a while, but it's it's nice <laughs> to, like, meet you. And, I know. Nice to meet you via Skype. I know. I know. I love this. Hey, um, <laughs> as I have this weird light behind me. But um, – so you, you're preparing to go into camp next yeah. week? Next week? Yeah, the 20th. And um, the She Believes Cup, an awesome tournament, you know, top four of the top five teams in the world. Um, what – if you had to look down you know when we talk in 10 years again when i'm going to bring that up again and you have to talk about um we talk about your legacy like what do you hope the legacy is that you're leaving as you prepare and and compete at you know your dream level
1: uh the reason i play is to inspire so if i can inspire just one person then i'm the happiest person in the world
0: <laughs> me you inspired me I told you you're my favorite You're my favorite player and don't tell all my other friends because I, lo- I love the whole team. I do. I love them. But um, for me going through three ACLs, like it is so cool seeing you get to live my dream like you are. And it's like, I'm so proud of you because I know the ins and outs and that. And I know that there were days where you cried your eyes out. And I know there were days that you couldn't stop smiling and um I know that you don't take one second for granted and it's really cool to see a player like that and it's, it shows on the field you do inspire you inspire in the way you play um, your attitude and it, it shows
1: so. well thank you so much that means much more than you know <laughs> I appreciate that and You're you welcome. inspire as well uh, this is so awesome and congratulations yeah. on launching your podcast <gasps> thank you I'm, I'm excited so awesome. for,
0: for everybody here this and thank you so much for joining of course happy to be here Casey Short, I loved talking to her. I think she gave us a couple of really cool things. I love the way that she uses her alarm to help motivate her through the process. And I think that's a really cool thing that every one of us can do right now is set our alarm every day with something that motivates us. I really liked what she said when she said, the path to your dreams looks nothing like you imagine, but as long as you put the work in and be patient, you can achieve great things. I mean, that's pretty good motivation. It sounds like a quote you read in a book. It's just so well put. We just wish Casey the best of luck as she starts the new NWSL season with the Chicago Red Stars. Make sure you check them out. NWSL games will be played on Lifetime this year once a week, so you can watch Casey and all the other stud soccer players play on TV. Thank you guys so much for joining in listening and let us know what you think write a review be honest I love five-star reviews who doesn't but your honesty really helps and let me know what I can do better let me know who you want me to interview and I'll try my best to make it happen go out there everybody and show your scars